Yeah, it's my pleasure to invite uh, Tommy Chu to speak to us this morning. Come on up, Tommy. Uh, he is our, yeah, give it up for him, for sure. He is our new CMA District Director of Church Health and Development. And uh, just thank you for coming this morning. I know you're going to maybe elaborate a little bit on, on what it is that you do, but right. thank you for coming this morning. Thank you very much. Hi, good morning, everyone. I'm really thrilled to be here. Um, I am, um, I'm now the, uh, I'm still trying to memorize my title, so, <laughs> Director of Church Health and Development of the uh, Central Canadian District of the Christian Missionary Alliance of Canada. Wow, that's a long one. Uh, took me a long time to memorize that. So I've been in this role for uh, um, just above half a year. And uh, before that, I was the lead pastor in Hamilton, uh, uh, Hamilton Grace Mandarin Alliance Church. So primarily, we were uh, ministering to people who are first-generation immigrants from mainland China. Uh, so I've been doing that for um, 14 years uh, in that, and so about eight months ago, I was uh, invited to consider joining the district. So for those of you who are not very familiar with our denomination, um, um, we have about 400 over um, churches, Christian Missionary Alliance churches in, across Canada and, uh, and in the world, really. Uh, I don't even know the exact number now, but I know there are 55 countries that would have CNME churches in the world. Uh, it started many years ago by A.B. Simpson, and he was a Canadian, uh, but then he uh, started our denomination down in New York. Uh, that's where uh, Shane is, uh, Nayak, uh, that's where a lot of the people were trained. So, um, CNMA in Canada is divided into six districts from Vancouver side to uh, the east side. Uh, so we are the Canadian, our central Canadian district. So we'll have church from Thunder Bay uh, and then to Windsor and then to the uh, east side. Uh, everything west of the Highway 427 uh, all the way to Windsor and then all the way up to Thunder Bay, that would be Central Canadian District. There are about 70 over churches uh, in our district, uh, I mean CNMA churches. So I, am, I have the privilege to be serving in this area, uh, going around to different churches and um, trying to learn uh, what are the good practices that these churches are doing, uh, and then I collect them and then share it with other churches. So I focus on church systems and what are the things, what are the ministries, what are some of the practices that different churches are doing well, and then I learn and then I share it with other churches. Uh, so that's in a nutshell. In reality, in practice, I'm still trying to figure out. So uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a big job, so I am still learning. So pray for me, pray for this church, pray for the district. Uh, I think the main aim is really to help even more people to learn about God, to meet God, and to encounter God so that their life is changed and they find their life purposes. And this brings us to um, this sermon series that um, this church has been going uh, is Encountering God. What a wonderful series. When Shane uh, asked me, invited me, would you like to preach uh, for us? Uh, encountering God, something to do with 
encountering God. I was like, whoa, of course. First of all, it's Wellspring. I have been here. I've been sitting over there uh, for one of the Soul Care conferences, and I thought this is just a, such a wonderful church, and I would love to have the opportunity to, to preach here. And then encountering God. Wow, this is a topic that has been in my heart for the longest time, uh, ever since I become a Christian. Um, is it real? Does God actually talk to us? And what happened when, when he does talk to us, right? And um, I think um, all of us have been making decisions, um, whether, I think, since young, right? What school to go to, what programs to go into, uh, which girlfriend to choose, uh, which wife to take, and whether to have kids. And oh, you, Life is actually a series of decision-making, if you think about it that way, really. And how do we do it? How do we make certain um, decisions? Um, when we do it, am I making the right one? Is the Lord in it? Should I be going this direction? Am I just thinking in my heart? Or is it really God is calling me to do these things? Oh, today, I want to take this story of Gideon, um, one of the great leaders in the Israelites' history. Um, and he encountered God. And uh, he kept asking this question. Oh, uh, can you bring up the slides? Yeah. Is the Lord with us? Is the Lord with us? Right? Uh, let's look at the, uh, this encounter first, all right? And then I will elaborate, and hopefully we can learn something through it. Okay, can I have the next slide? Yeah, okay, this is whew, too small for me to read. Uh, okay, good, I have it here. <laughs> uh, yes. All right, in Judges chapter 6, 11 to 12, it says this. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah that belonged to Joash, the ABS right, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Now, this is the encounter we want to talk about. Of course, I will go on and elaborate a little bit. Now, Gideon, where was he? He was in a wine press doing what? Pressing wine? No, he was doing threshing wheat. Now, I've not threshed wheat before. I, I don't know whether you have done it before, but uh, it doesn't take a farmer to know that you don't do that in a wine press, right? Uh, now, I looked it up and I found out something interesting, right? Uh, wine press. Obviously, you do. You put the grapes there, and then you press the grapes. You probably step on it and do wine, right? And um, that's where is go probably under the the ground level, right? And that's where you, you know, it's not very from afar. You probably cannot see what you're doing over there. And Gideon was doing wheat wheat threshing. Now, um, wheat. Threshing, uh, usually, this is what I read, um, they would do it somewhere high up where there's wind, 
um, because when you thresh it, all the lighter stuff, uh, that stuff that you don't want, you want the wind to blow it away so that what is left behind is what you want, the wheat. Um, but now Gideon is almost look like he's hiding, doing it at a place where he's not supposed to do, right? And he's hiding. And the Bible actually told us why he's doing it. He's hiding themselves from the Midianites. Now, if you look a few verses back, uh, the Israelites were really in a very tough situation. They were being oppressed. They were being bullied by the Midianites and other people. You know, um, the Bible told us that um, these Midianites and other people, they were camping um, very near the Israelites' uh, territory. And they were always waiting for opportunities to come in and uh, rob them. Uh, if they have livestock, they will take them. If you have crops, they will take them. And so much so that all the Israelites at that point of time, they were hiding, uh, whether it's uh, in, in caves or in clefts or in places where uh, they can hide their food, they can hide themselves. Um, it was almost like a famine, not because of bad weather, but because of the oppressors, the Midianites. So Gideon was doing his wheat threshing in the wine press. And this is when God came and talked to him. And he said what? The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Now, Gideon's reply. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied. But if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all these wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, Did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. The Lord said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Gideon cannot see that. If the Lord is with us, hey, why, are, why am I doing what I'm doing here, hiding? Why can I not go to the high place where I can do wheat threshing easier? Why do I have to hide from all these people, Midianites? Why? Why is this all happening to us? Right? I heard from my ancestor that, hey, all this, that our Lord is good. It brought us out of Egypt, delivered us. But I don't see it now. What's going on? And now you are telling me the Lord is with us? Haha, <laughs> no. Brothers and sisters, I don't know where you are in life. I don't know what particular situation you are in. We are not at war with anyone politically, but there might be other things that is pressing on you. There might be things that are not going as well as you hope. Does that actually prompt you to doubt? Is the Lord with us? Is the Lord is here? Why am I facing this? Sometimes we have that kind of feeling. But today, this morning, the first thing I want to encourage you is to not to just focus on our circumstances. Don't just focus on our circumstances. 
Now, I'm not saying that don't look at our circumstances at all. Right? That would be foolish. Right? So if there are danger out there, you don't run to the danger. But what I'm asking is don't just focus on our circumstances. Because if you look at the Bible, if you look at this um, encounter that Gideon is with God, you will know that, hey, despite these circumstances, these seemingly bad circumstances, the Lord was with him. And sometimes we don't see it. Um, when, when before I became the, um, the Chinese pastor in my church in Hamilton, I started off as the uh, youth English pastor in that church. So I was dealing with uh, younger people, uh, and I, I was much younger than two. So I was dealing with young, young people. And um, uh, a few years in, my, there was some kind of uh, church fight in my church. By the way, sometimes this happened. Uh, I, I hope it doesn't happen very often, but I was in such situation. My senior pastor, as a result, left. And they were trying to look for a new senior pastor to, to replace the old one. Um, and I was still working as the English pastor and youth pastor. Uh, after a year of searching, um, they were asking me, hey, Tommy, you speak Chinese too? Do you want to become our Chinese pastor? I said, hmm. just a few days ago, someone actually came to me and said, hey, Tommy, look for another church. This is within the church, all right? A, church, a member who is a very good friend of mine, also loved the church, but she told me, hey, look for another church. This church is very difficult. And then someone invited me, hey, do you want to uh, become the Chinese pastor over there? When I look around, the circumstances, it was not favorable. Um, there was a, a, people were hurting, uh, a lot of disharmony, and there were also people who didn't like me, uh, who would make their life mission to go against me, spread uh, misinformation. I learned about fake news uh, before that term came on. Uh, say, yeah, I hear about these things about me. No, that's not true. But then people were spreading these things, and it was not the best circumstances for me to step into that role. But I learned not to just focus on the circumstances. I asked the same question. Is the Lord with us? Is the Lord with me? Is the Lord with this church? And deep down, when I prayed, God actually showed up through various ways and encouraged me. Hey, I'm still here. I'm with you. It might not look like it, but I'm still here. Be bold and take a step up. And I did that. I must say it was not easy, but I could clearly see the Lord's hand was in my church. It was very, very clear. But it was not very clear before I took the step. So um, I don't know what situation you are in, I don't know what kind of decisions you are making or you will be making, but one thing, one biblical concept I would like to share with you this morning is don't just focus on our circumstances, all right? We are not controlled or dictated 
by our circumstances. Now, Gideon asked the Lord, hey, if you are with us, if the Lord is with us, hey, why, why are all this happening to us, right? Um, and the Lord actually kept talking to him, right? The Lord turned to him and said, first, uh, verse 15, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Gideon, I could almost hear him say, what strength, right? Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. What strength? What are you talking about? God, you are asking me to go with the strength I have and then go and save Israel? Come on, have you seen the army over there? Have you seen how much we have been uh, uh, bullied? And me? I, my family is the smallest, and I am the least in my own family. No way, God. I think you... He wasn't even sure whether it's God talking to him at that time. Are you sure? Uh, pardon me, my Lord, but da, 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 da. I am very, very weak. I, I have no strength. The second thing I would like to encourage you is that we do not just be limited by our self-perception. Everyone look at ourselves, have some kind of uh, perception, right? Sometimes we know ourselves very well, and sometimes we don't, right? Um, what Gideon was saying probably were correct, factually correct. Uh, his clan was the weakest in Manasseh, and he was the least in his family. It's all probably factually true, but... He, at that moment, chose to be limited by his own self-perception. Brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you to think in another channel, a channel where God is present, a channel where you are not just on your own. Now, if we are just on our own, if there's no God present, yeah, we better look at ourselves and be realistic about it, right? And then we think about my perception, uh, what weaknesses we have, what strengths we have, and we just be limited by this understanding. But hey, we live in a world where God is really present, and He does interact with us, and He will be with us if we respond to him and do what he calls us to do. And we will not be doing it on our own. Doesn't matter what strength, what weaknesses we have. It will, we will be doing it with the power of God anyway. I mean, if we just do things on our own, it's so, so limited anyway. We can't do very much. Right. Some of us may have a little bit more natural strength and they can do more. Yeah, that's good. But to do stuff that actually matters spiritually, oh, it needs to come from the Lord. Um, uh, just a few weeks ago, I was working on my desk um, and then uh, I saw, hey, I found my transcript uh, when I was 14 years old, when I was in grade 
eight, something like that, grade eight, grade nine. All right, I was studying in Singapore, and uh, this is my, my, my transcript, my, uh, all my subjects, and then my grades, and, and it, it listed. And, and then my son saw it, and then he said, hey, Dad, uh, you scored only 58% in English? And then I said, yeah. Uh, and then sometimes we have this joke, right? And uh, hey, we are Asians, we get A's, right? And, so, <laughs> and uh, it's just a joke, right? And then, uh, uh, but it does not apply to English. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, and uh, that actually reminds me of uh, how bad my English was. Um, I was 14, and fast forward, um, eight, when I was 18, 19 year old, um, God, I felt God calling me to be a pastor. And I remember distinctly at that time, my response to him was, hey, I'm not good in language. I'm not good in public speaking. I, I cannot preach. Uh, I managed to make people fall asleep while I was making announcements. And uh, <laughs> yes, it actually happened. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and now God, are you calling me to be a pastor? Pastor, last I checked, you have to preach, you have to talk to people. And I was uh, such an introvert. And uh, definitely public speaking, preaching is not my forte. And I almost say, hey, God, nah, I think you got the wrong guy. Uh, but then very quickly within me, uh, there's this clear sense of God telling me, hey, I'll be responsible. I will be responsible. And then all those stories about Moses being called, oh, I cannot talk and I can't speak, all those came and it's like, okay, all right, God, you are talking to me. And uh, I took a faith, a step of faith forward and allow myself to be used by God. And of course, it's not overnight that I can come and stand here and speak like this. Uh, it took me a long time to practice and to, to be used by the Lord. And I must say, the Lord, when the Lord is with us, when we humble ourselves and allow ourselves to be shaped, molded, uh, to be used by God, He will work wonder through us. For a person who's English is like 58% at that time. Uh, it's like, hey, I, sometimes it blew my mind. I was the English pastor <laughs> in my church. And it's just wonderful. Um, so many, many instances. I would go up and preach, whether in English or in Chinese. Um, I thought I did a bad job. I thought I wasn't well prepared, wasn't well de delivered. But then people would come up to me and say, oh, pastor, thank you so much. What you said actually touched me. I say, really? What did I say? What, what touched you? And then you said something which I didn't even remember I said that. Uh, but she or he heard it. And I thought, oh, this is not me. This is God's power working through me. And God is doing this. So this does not only apply to pastoral job. This applies to all sort of 
circumstances, all sort of um, jobs, brothers and sisters, please do not be limited by your self-perception. Now, don't get me wrong. You still need to have some kind of self-understanding. You still need to know your own strengths. You still need to know your own weaknesses. What I'm saying is do not be limited by this. Remember, we live in a world where there's a living God who is interacting with us, who will be working in us and through us. And when we allow ourselves to be part of this wonderful story, things will happen. Things that would be beyond your imagination will happen. And there's so many different uh, stories that you have already heard, probably. Now, let's move on. So Gideon would say, hey, uh, really? How can I save Israel? Uh, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, uh, Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. And the Lord reassured him, hey, I will be with you and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. Now, this is a bold claim, right? The number of Midianites and all the people, the Bible described to us is like, like a mass swarms of locusts. It's like number of sand that you can't really count how many people are there, probably hundreds of thousands, millions of people over there. And now he's the weakest. So, Gideon began to change. Now he said this, Hey, if now I have found favor in your eyes, give me a sign that it is really you talking to me. Give me a sign. Right? The third thing I want to encourage you is, hey, you can ask for a sign if you are not really sure. Ask for a sign to confirm. It's okay. And it's biblical, and God actually does respond. And if I were allowed to, 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 to add one more word to this slide, I would say, ask sincerely for a sign to confirm. Because even in my own stories, sometimes I wasn't, wasn't sincere. Sometimes I, I just want to, I just want my own way. Right? So I would come up with something and say, hey, God, show me a sign. But then I was actually not very sincere. I actually have already made up my own mind. I was just doing it for the sake of going through the motion. Sometimes I don't even go for the sign. But asking sincerely for the sign is important. Now, how do I know that Gideon was sincere? How do I know? He would ask the um, the angel, or he wasn't sure who is it he was talking about, um, he would say, hey, don't go away. I will go and make some offering, and then I will come, come back. So don't go away. And then what did he do? He went back and um, took some flour and make bread. Now, how much flour did he use? The Bible actually told us the amount. 16 kilograms of flowers. Now, uh, for those of you who make bread, you know how much 16 kilograms, just like 30 over pounds of 
flour. There's a lot, right? You go to Costco, you can buy 20 kilograms. How much? How, how long does it take to finish that? I don't know. It depends on how, how how much bread you make, right? But he's making it in one go, 16 kilograms. I don't know what's the size of the bread that he was making, or maybe he was just a bad chef, right? Just, just a lot. But uh, and not only 16 kilograms of flour, he actually slaughtered a young goat and make broth, took the time and prepare. Now, remind you, this is the time of famine. This is a time of food shortage. And he took 16 kilograms of flour and slaughtered a young goat just to make this offering because he wanted to make sure what he is listening is really from the Lord. So is that sincere? I think so. He was he really, really serious about this. So he made all this, and then he came back, and the angel told him, hey, put the meat and the bread on this piece of rock. Uh, he did that. And then say, also, pour the broth over it. So he did that. So you can imagine at that mass, <laughs> uh, it's all wet and everything, right? And then the Lord did something only God can do. He put his uh, staff, touch it, and the whole thing burnt up. It's all wet, all right, but now it's burnt up. Gideon knew beyond anything. He knew that this is really the Lord talking to him. So he was all very scared. The Lord told him, hey, don't be afraid, but do what I I'm asking you to do. Brothers and sisters, ask for a sign, and it, God will respond. As long as you do it sincerely, ask for a sign, and God will respond to you. It could be, you know, be before a certain date something happened, and then I would make the, I will know the answer. That's what I... That's what I did, right? Before I was making a decision whether to stay in Canada or not, I was going back to Hong Kong um, to, to further my work. But uh, long story, I can't share the whole thing. I, uh, I, I, I couldn't get a work permit. Um, actually, I could. I applied for it. And, uh, but the government at that time really don't know what happened kept delaying and delaying and delaying. Uh, without a work permit, I could work, but I could not get money. I could not receive salary. So for a few months, um, I saw my bank account going lower and lower and lower and lower. Uh, and um, my wife and I, one day talked to me, my wife talked to me and said, hey, Tommy, we can't keep waiting like this. Uh, if I look at my, our bank account, I o we only have enough time, uh, enough money to buy one-way ticket back, and then no more money, all right? So, and then at that time, we say, hey, God, do you actually want us to stay? Because inside us, we kind of knew that, hey, God wants us to stay in Canada, but what is this? And then I made, it, made a prayer, and I asked for a sign. In, by... So and so, this, at the end of June, I remember distinctly, by the end of June, on 30th of June, if we have not received um, our work permit, then I know that it is time for us to go back to Hong Kong. Um, and then I prayed, 
uh, my wife wasn't sure because she really wanted to stay, uh, and then she didn't didn't want to pray, make that prayer because she was afraid that God did not happen. And then I think on the 28th or 29th, she finally made that prayer and said, "Okay, God, whatever you you decide. Okay, if our work permits do not、uh, arrive by 30th of June, yeah, we know you want us to go back. All right." And then on that morning, both our work permits arrived, and here I am. I'm still working here.、Um, now, at times when you know inside you, and then circumstances, you know sometimes it all points toward different directions, and you ask different people, they also give you different directions. Sometimes one way of clearing it is to talk to the Lord and ask Him for a sign, and He does. Reply to us, all right. If you are not very sure exactly how we can do it, go <clears throat> and talk with <clears throat> people who are more experienced in this area. You have come to the right church. This church has a lot of amazing spiritual people, a lot of spiritual experiences. And you talk to Shane, talk to Linda, talk to many people you trust. Go and ask, because you know Gideon. If you look at the story. Sounds like he's like a solo guy, right?、Um, he would interact with God. God gave him different、uh, signs, and he subsequently also asked for another signs because it was such a big task, right? I only have so little strength, so little army, and then I'm going to fight against such swarm of locust number of、uh, army. He really needed to be clear, so he asked for another sign,、uh, and then God also initiated giving me another sign. And you know what happened? Gideon did not just go about it by himself. In the last sign, he actually invited his servants to go and explore together and listen. And God surely, through the enemy's dream, they heard God's final sign, and he took a step out and fought for Israel. And God was with him. So. Go, ask for a sign, and you also do not have to do it alone. Go and talk to people you trust. Talk to、um, experienced、um, spiritual people, and they would gladly walk with you, pray with you, pray for you. At this point, I would invite the、um, worship team to come forward as I close. I want to encourage all of us to be bold and step out, and your faith will grow. We can spend all our times asking, "Is the Lord with us?" We can spend all our time examining our circumstances. We can spend all our time. Staring at ourselves, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? We may even ask endlessly for signs, but there will come a point that we will actually need to take a step out and be bold and respond to God's calling for you. I, again, I don't know. I don't know you. And I don't know what you are facing, 
what I know for sure is that God has been trying to reach out to you. That I am very certain. God has been trying different ways to talk to you, to communicate with you, whether it's through the church, whether it's through your family members, whether it's through your circumstances, through your workplace. God is everywhere. There's nowhere you can't find God. And there's nowhere you can hide from God too. But God, again, He's a gentle God. He does not force things upon anyone. He keeps coming and inviting you to be part of his plan. So it is our responsibility. We do not just think about our faith. Faith is really not faith if we just think about it. It's just mental exercises. It's just intellectual gymnastics. That's not faith. Faith always requires us to respond with our action, respond with our life direction, altering. It always includes stepping out of our comfort zone and into a place where we are not very 100% sure, but that's where faith begins. And our faith will grow when we take that first step. If we are extremely certain, if we, that's called knowledge. That's not faith. Brothers and sisters, I encourage you to take this step of faith out, whatever that is in your life, and it will be a wonderful one because you are not alone. Not only that, you are with a church community, but what is even more important is that God is in your life. God is with you. It may not be easy. Don't take me wrong. It, it sometimes could be difficult, but it will be joyful. It will be wonderful. That's for sure. Let us pray. Father, we come before you. We want to thank you because you have loved us. And in many ways that you have tried to communicate with us. Many times we don't even know that you were already there. You were already talking to us. Sometimes we purposely turn a deaf ear towards you, turn a blind eye towards you. We don't want you sometimes. But God, this morning, we come before you. I invite you to continue to communicate with us. We want to encounter you. I pray for those of us who are making decisions who are at a time of uncertainty or maybe even at a time of fear. 
Oh God, I pray that your Holy Spirit will be working in us. Speak to us. Give us the sense of peace that we need. If there were things in our lives that we need to change, make it clear to us, and we will do it. There may be sins that we need to turn away from. Oh God, now we come before you and we claim your power, and we claim that you will be working in us, and give us the power to turn away, because we ourselves can't. We thank you so much for all the wonderful promises that you have already made toward us, and now we just need to come to you and be bold and take hold of the faith that you are giving to us. So God, I pray that you continue to be gentle and yet assertive in our lives, so that we can be possessed by you, not by anything else. So God, I pray that you will continue to work in us and guide us in our way ahead. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.